You are listening to Let's Talk Tribe, the official Let's Go Tribe podcast. Swung on, lines the deep left field, it is gone! It went deep right, Batista's going to wave goodbye, start the fireworks show! This is Let's Talk Tribe, the official Let's Go Tribe podcast, episode 154. I am your host, Matt Lyons, and on this week's episode... Discuss some meatballs, things that happened in baseball this week. Talk about potential playoff heroes, who there might be for the Indians. Might be some surprise choices there. And of course, we'll preview the Indians and Yankees wildcard series coming up, including all three pitching matchups and one terrifying rematch from a certain playoff series a couple months ago, or a couple years ago. And of course, we'll answer your questions. Joining me for all that and more is none other Mr. Merritt Rolfing. Merritt, how you doing? I just am thinking back to a couple months ago when the Indians <laughs> played the, the Yankees in the playoffs. <laughs> and that dreaded... Sorry, I'm May having... 2020 playoff series at the end. Brutal, <laughs> truly. I just war. I would describe that as it was a knife, an absolute knife fight. Yeah, see, everybody d- denies it. They don't think it happened. They just said no. There was no. They just don't series. want to think about it. Man. They just don't want it to. Was but we're honest on this podcast. The I Indians mean, lost 47 to three, and then everybody just ignored it. it. And... So bad they just stopped playing baseball for a couple months. <laughs> <laughs> and they blamed it on something else. I don't know what. But they, they just stopped playing. Nuts to this. This was terrible. This was a tragedy. <laughs> Nuts to Let's this do... granola. I'm out. I'm not doing any granola days today. So, you know, uh, uh, granola is uh, you could form it into a, a ball like shape. And then what? if you no. made it wet, it would sound like this. Meatball. And that'd be because we're in a meatball section now. Of course, this is where we uh, find little things to talk about throughout the week. Um, Why don't this you is going to be our, our last regular season one. Um, this is me buying time because I don't have one, and I'm going to make Merrick go first because I didn't get one this week. But I, I do know that Carlos Santana hit a really slow double. That was kind of a neat thing. Okay, that could be something. Um, I just didn't get a chance to look at the specifics of it, but he beat the shift by swinging. It wasn't a bunt, but it was a swing, and it just sort of dribbled to the outfield. I know it was one of the slower hit doubles of all time. That was cool. Oh, so There you go. There you go. I don't, one, well baseball squad has made me obsessed with <laughs> Well, baseball savant made me obsessed with like weekly hit things that do weird things. The extreme, because you sure. can see that stuff now. Yeah, but yeah, I was looking at like because they they allow you to sort by like, like hardest hit ball and stuff like that. And I was just like, just no, like, I don't yeah. want that. Give me the weak stuff. Well, I know. I just I was curious as to who <laughs> what what Indians pitcher gave up the most tremendous home run, and I figured it was out. It was um, probably Adam Plutko. Anyway, that's not my meatball. But the, I got to tell you, if you can watch that home run, I think it was uh, Jonathan Scope. Um, against Plutko back, I don't know, last time the Tigers were in Cleveland. He just hit it out of the world. It was incredible. Anyway, I'm going to pick a familiar character from Meet Baldum. That's James Karinchek. James Karinchek is a failure. And I'll tell you why. Because he threw 235 fastballs this year. And he threw 233 curveballs. And what does that mean, Matt? It means he wasn't a perfect 50-50 when it comes to fastball, curveball. <laughs> he was so close. He was so close. On top of that, he struck out 48.6% of his batters. Once again, failing. Despite the fact that he made a yeoman's effort there at the very end, last week of the game, of baseball, the year, season, whatever, he struck out seven of the 12 men he faced. Uh, so, once again, he did not strike out half of everyone, but... All, all in all, an amazing season. In fact, James Karinchek struck out a higher percentage of batters than in a single season than any Cleveland pitcher in history, uh, which I think is pretty impressive. I mean, obviously, 48.6 is a tremendously high number. Um, he only did in 27 innings, whatever. He only had, only had so many innings to pitch. Uh, would you like to know who's third on that list, Matt? Sam McDowell. Wrong. It's Shane Damn Bieber it. this year. Oh, that makes sense, yeah. <laughs> the, the top four are... Now, Karen Check, Miller, Bieber, Miller, and then uh, I don't know, someone else. I don't remember who. I, I just I stopped paying attention to that one. But, <laughs> That's a dumb amount. <laughs> yeah. I just, my eyes glazed over. Uh, but anyway, amazing. <laughs> now, was Bieber's, there even a qualifier on that, or was it just I um, did it. I did it 27 innings in a single season. Um, I mean, or 20, more than 20 innings, just so I could. I mean, I was, obviously, I put an artificial bound below it uh, because – I had to, but I, only one guy has more has a high, even even with no bounds, only one guy has a higher strikeout rate than James Karinchek anyway. And this guy who who, who pitched uh, to two batters and he struck out one. So yeah, you know. so that's what I was thinking. It'd be hard to because if you're going to strike out that many, I guess two is the exception. But if you strike out like four batters and eight att- or four batters and eight 
total batter's face, you're probably going to get more chances. So it's it's rare that somebody would have a high strikeout. But. Right. No, and it's truly incredible. Um, also, he just barely wasn't another uh, tribe superlative. If there's one thing that he is very bad at, it's forcing ground balls to the tune of a 23.1% ground ball rate. Not ideal, typically, but because he throws such a high-speed fastball and all this other stuff, it's just very hard to do that to it. And also, obviously, he throws a curveball so much, somebody's he's going to lay an egg in there, and it's going to get lined at someone. Uh, would you like to know who has the highest, or lowest, I guess, I'm sorry, the lowest ground ball rate uh, in a single season of any pitcher since we started recording this, uh, to, to wear a Cleveland uniform. I mean, Josh Tomlin, right? Wrong. It's Raphael Betancourt oh. in 2003, 22 and a half. <laughs> wow. That's, and that's on 589 pitches that he threw. So it's not even like he was like not throwing that. You know, you know who's third on that list? This is actually a pretty funny list. Third on the list is Adam Blutko this year. <laughs> that um, also tracks. I believe that one. Uh, and then Raphael Betancourt again in 06, and then Nick Goody in 2019. Uh, Brad Hand is also on there uh, in the top 10. So, Raphael Betancourt, really good at not forcing ground balls. He really kind of twisted the mind of the batters. Who's like, trying to make you hit a ground ball? I'll outthink myself on this one. Anyway, James Karatek had an incredible year. Um, he just barely didn't do that cool thing where he was striking out half of all batters and threw a 50-50 split, which is very rare, obviously. Um, fun pitcher. Great to have him. Um, very talented. I wonder if he's the type of weird, crazy pitcher like Trevor Bauer that would be into that kind of thing. Like he would aim to do it if he was so close. <laughs> Just, that's something I feel like if Trevor Bauer was that close to splitting his pitches and having a fifty percent strikeout rate, he would try really hard. to One hundred percent. No, I, yeah, I, I, yeah, think I don't know. If I, James I, is there, but I think James Karinchek is much more. But I'm going to literally destroy the man in the batter's <laughs> yeah. box. Kind yeah, of he's a, not quite the look at this fun math thing. He's no, just, no, I it's, it's more of a, I, I, I am crazy. I'm, I must aim my crazy, or he will unleash in an un- unbounded way to destroy. I don't know. The, Square block. Uh, yeah, I, I can't wait to see him jacked up in the playoffs. I don't. Maybe we've seen him maximum jacked, but I, I can't wait to see him excited. You're right. That will be quite something. <laughs> I mean, it's got to be another level, right? He can't be. I, I would can't hope be so. I mean, be a playoff level. Yeah, let's be honest. It's the playoffs. You know, you got you got to push your game to another level. In which case, his head is going to explode. <laughs> He's going to just chew the glove in half and just be pitching with his fingers exposed. Uh, one last thing, I did. I did want to try and turn this into a meatball of some kind, but he got his first win. Um, on, on Sunday or whatever. Yeah, I guess it was Sunday. Yeah, he got his first win of his career also. So he's a career losing pitcher. But, you know. <laughs> he's, he's been a, that's kind of a good thing, I think, because he's been used as a, a fireman a lot. It just, a couple times it didn't work, it gave him a loss, but I don't think he's been in a position to win a whole lot, which I think is good. No, I mean, when, I, when it's a reliever I, as good as Karen check that you're coming in, not necessarily I, in situations to win, but to not. I would think that it, having a losing record is somehow a, a good thing. <laughs> But no, not you know, a bunch of wins. I think he's not well, coming in when it's like three nothing and right, exactly. So I don't know. I mean, I would think that getting a bunch of losses is is in itself a weird sign that you are actually a good pitcher because you're getting a lot of opportunities, right? Like, uh, uh, you don't see a lot of field goal kickers setting records for most missed, right? Unless they're really, really good. Like it's going to be someone like Adam Vinatieri or something like that. You know, uh, Brett Favre threw the most interceptions because he was great, not because he was bad. Same with James Karinczak. James Karinczak is baseball's Brett Favre, so there you go. James Karinczak is baseball's Brett Favre, is what we're <laughs> saying here, uh, ladies and gentlemen. What is the interception of, of baseball? A home run, probably? I don't know. Maybe. Uh, yeah. I, I think maybe a walk is a little closer, because you're not guaranteeing him a score. Yeah, but like I mean... Like a big like, double, maybe. Maybe a big double. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> a big maybe, double. Maybe a big double. That's what, that's what, that's what we're going to go with. <laughs> there we go. Big double James, that's what they call him. Um, but yeah, so he is Karen Shack along with everybody else. They're going to be playing in somebody pointed out that technically, uh, I think it was on your article about October is going to be a heart attack, which I thought was really good. It's going to be great. Some, somebody mentioned that they haven't guaranteed October baseball yet, Merritt. Holy crap. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> they could lose Tuesday and Wednesday and there's no October baseball in Cleveland. Damn. Um, wow, good for is... them. Then. All right. Well, then <laughs> let's all just go eat too many processed meats in October and it would be a heart, heart attack anyway. Anyway. All right. Uh, but yeah, your point in the article is very succinct and I think accurate that this is going to be a potential nightmare. But to to fight our way through this, and if it's not going to be a nightmare or if it is um, heart attack inducing, but there is some light to it, what are some? Um, who is your uh, a, a player you think that could be a surprise? I, I forgot the way you'd originally put it: surprise hero or surprise uh, postseason story that comes up. 
I'll tell you who. Josh Naylor. <laughs> it's going to be his time. Here's why. Ground balls. Start finding holes. Uh, he's hit a couple line drives now. He's getting more comfortable. We also have very low expectations of him. And he hits the ball surprisingly hard. Uh, those are my thoughts that I think. I mean, in the day, you know, it, it, it could be any number of people. I, I already made the rule during uh, the, our texting back and forth about this. No Naquins, because he he's your perfect example of this. It, it seems like, yeah, you could always pick Naquin to be... You could just throw a dart and say, this is the week he's going to be great. And then it'll be the right. week he's great. Because, like, I, 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 think, I don't think it's fair to pick literally any of the top five. I guess you could say Cesar Hernandez would be a good choice. And if that's your choice, I apologize. But I was just thinking it's going to be somewhere, someone who bats in the back half of that lineup who hits, I don't know, he has maybe two big hits in this upcoming series that happen to drive in, you know, like four RBI. Um, and then you get to the ALDS, and then he hits a home run, and then a double. And, you know, he he has a, a Roberto Perez-type uh, World Series game when he hit, what, like nine home runs in uh, Wrigley Field. Um, I may be embellishing. But anyway, I think I, I think Josh Naylor is a perfect type of person for this because... Um, yeah, I don't know. He just, um, he's been kind of crappy. Um, he's better than I think his, um, what we've seen so far. He seems to be kind of settling in over time. They're going to play him. I mean, there's not going to be a whole lot of trying to find rest for guys at this point because, you know, you're going to run out your, your A1 lineup every single night. So, well, I think that's part of the thing. Are they going to play him? Because there was a lot of times where it seemed like oh, Naylor yeah. should have been that's in this question. season, but he wasn't. Or he was, the most frustrating one was being pinch hit late. Um, for some, I, I think they brought in Luplo, which I guess is playing the percentages. But sure. I mean, if you traded for Naylor, why are you not using him like, all the time? Literally, the whole day, point yeah. of him being there is him being there all the he time. He was the only this year guy, and you're not using him this year. I, I get it because he struggled, but also, like you mentioned, he's getting into a groove now and let him actually get into that groove in the regular season. So he's he's there in the postseason. But I guess the hope is he starts that now in September and hopefully October. Right, exactly. And he just kind of. B is good from now on. Let me look at his, uh, his his recent splits. In fact, I'll pull up the numbers. Let's use numbers to, to back up our arguments here, Matthew. He does have a lot of hard hit balls. I was looking because um, right. I mean part, he was partly my answer, but uh, but yeah, he doesn't. He's you can look like um, baseball savant that you can look at game uh, game logs and look by Statcast. You can look at the exit velocities. Like he's you can just see the numbers getting higher as he got more comfortable. Yeah, I mean, all right, all right. So last two weeks he's got an eight twenty four OPS. It's a three thirty three batting average, three seventy nine OBP, a four forty four slugging. I mean that's with a three seventy five Babbitt. But at the end of the day, uh, batting average and balls in play can often be the story of. Not even just a, a playoff series, but an entire playoff run, right? If a guy just starts getting lucky for for three weeks, which happens, right? And obviously, w- w- when you get to the playoffs, it's harder because defenses are better, teams are smarter, pitching's better. Um, then it's a bit more difficult. But again, he hits the ball very hard. Um, he doesn't have really high ground ball rate, I don't think. I could be misremembering. But uh, yeah, no, I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm not going to give up on a guy who's only had like, 20 66 at bats is in cleveland like that's a little bit bananas to me um so yeah no i think i think that could be that could be a guy right there that could be our guy our dude our boy trying to find that ground ball right i can't find it fuck okay anyway i think one of the big things against him too is that there's no clear plan yet it's not like looking at tyler naquin where everybody knows how to get him out you look um because i was looking through some of his old um like at bats recently and it, there's no clear way to attack them. They're just throwing stuff over the plate and they know he won't hit it right now. But yeah. if they keep doing that and he can find a groove, then maybe those balls get hit out instead of just going for called strikes on the corner. But, but it's nice to play with him, especially that his strength is hitting everything when he's good. So you, there's a decent chance that could happen. You're not just waiting for him to get a ton of power all of a sudden. Right. And, and, and I know I read about it before, but too, he, he has a very high contact rate. Um, I know it was a very bold article that I wrote saying that he was going to turn in the next Jose Ramirez or uh, Michael Brantley. Uh, especially because he likes to swing at things out of the zone a, a tremendous amount. Although I think even that's kind of starting to taper off a, le- a little bit. I don't know if the, the numbers actually suggest that, but uh, a boy can hope. Yeah, it's down a little bit. You know, I mean, it's down 0.1% uh, from uh, other highs. So that's not anything at all. But again, uh, <laughs> you know, he's starting to trend in the right direction. He's hit more line drives than he did last year. He's, um, I don't know. I think he's the kind of guy who, with that batting ball, batter ball profile, could surprise you. You know, it's, this is obviously a lottery pick. It's just, I don't want to say Fran Miel Reyes. That's boring. It'd be cool. <laughs> right, yeah. If yeah, he just goes four um, for four every game with nine home runs, you know. That'd be okay. <laughs> Somehow, yeah. You know, uh, math. Because yeah, well, a walk isn't an at-bat, Matt. That's how. Think about it that way. What? 
Well, a walk is a plate appearance, but not in a bat. So I mean, <laughs> okay. obviously, it wouldn't count as a hit. So it'll just be a home run, a home run walk. <laughs> That's what I'm saying totally. to you. Yeah, there you go. Uh, and Naylor's ground ball rate is 52. percent It's like yeah, that it's on my so he has quite a few. Yeah. yeah. Um. So my answer was actually going to be it was a uh, partially a cop out, partially uh just a fun way to do it. But my my Classic. unlikely postseason here was going to be the Mike Clevenger trade because the answer my answer was Cal Cantrell and Josh Naylor. I think. Nice. Naylor, for all the things you said, I think is the exact same reason. Like I said, it's there's no clear attack plan for him yet, which I think is a big one. And of course, Cantrell, he was um, he he started the last two games as I, I guess the goal was to just get a couple innings, but both times he looked great. He pitched seven mm-hmm. innings altogether. He had one earned run, six strikeouts, no walks. Uh, I think his future he's it might be leaning towards starting pitcher. That's that's what he was in the minors a lot. I think he did that in San Diego. The Indians are just so stuffed with starting pitchers. There's no place for him, but. I mean, there's going to be room eventually. He he looked great as a starter. I think, uh, especially like game two or three, after he has a couple days rest, if he doesn't pitch in game one, then we might see him come in and pitch in a really key spot. Uh, he's a sinker baller. He gets a lot of ground balls, which, I mean, that's that's what you want in Cleveland with the defense they have. Correct. Um, and Yankees batters have never seen him. The Yankees batters also hit a bunch of ground balls, um, tenth the tenth most in baseball. So I think as far as finding a pitcher that matches up well with the Yankees, that's about as good as you can do considering how good their offense is. So. Um, yeah, that's what I think. I think the Clevenger trade is gonna. I don't know if it justifies it quite yet, even with Clevenger's injury. I get that happen, but um, if, if Cantrell and Naylor are big in the playoffs, that I think gets rid of a lot of the care about Clevenger. But that, it's still a long shot, like you said. It's a lottery pick, but oh yeah, I, I really like Cal Cantrell. What we've seen so far from him and Josh Naylor, I like the potential of him, even though he hasn't been impressive yet. So, so my answer was the ghost of Mike Clevenger leaving Cleveland would be the the MVP for there or the surprise player for the playoffs. And I mean, to your point, you know, he does, he, he, he really suppresses exit velocity, which is something that obviously so many on the uh, Yankees do very well. And um, great ground ball rate, all those sorts of things that um, kind of suck away the things that the Yankees are very good at. So I think that's, that's a very neat pick, especially with uh, the Quantrill guy, this Quantrill character, if you will. Haven't had a sinker baller in a while. That's a fun treat, huh? I mean, it's a throwback kind of a guy. That's a thing that didn't you know, exist for a couple of years there pretty much. You're like, we can't throw our sinkers. They all turn into home runs, but here we are home, run, not home runs. Beautiful. It's neat seeing different things succeed once in a while. It's a fun little, you know, fun little shift. Cla- a classic, uh, you know, a, an adjustment to the adjustment. There we go. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, as far as the season, the series coming up, I mean, it's the Indians versus Yankees. There's no, there was a lot of, um, for a while there, the Indians could have played just about anybody like the last two games. They could have ended up playing the twins, the white Sox, the A's, the Rays. I think, um, it's not the best matchup for him in general, the Yankees, but I think it's set up best for them in the potential of the long term. Like I would much rather face the Yankees in this series and hope for the best than place than face them like in the best of five or seven. Um, the Yankees, it's going to be a nice test of whether it's important at all for playoff momentum, which I think Fangas has wrote about a while ago that isn't that important. But the Indians are coming with all the momentum. The Yankees are basically falling into the postseason. They're four and six in their last ten, but they're also on the season, just a monster of an offensive team. They they have the most home or one of the most home runs in the AL. They have the the lowest seventh lowest strikeout rate and the highest walk rate. So they are basically in everything you want. They're really good at it. They're just an incredible offense, and that's with Gary, Gary Sanchez not hitting anything. So I think in, in a general sense of this this series, it's not it's not a good matchup for anybody because the Yankees are a really good team. But as far as if you're looking at the Indians' chances to win the World Series, I'd much rather face them now than do it in the ALCS or the ALDS when it's going to be more games at the face. I feel like the Indians with their pitching staff, anybody um, Bieber, Carrasco and please if you get two of those guys and are really good, you're not going to win. So um, I don't know how it's going to do in a best of five or seven, but as far as the best of three, I'm, I'm pretty confident in being able to do that. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I agree with you. I mean, to your point about um, facing the Yankees now, you know, I, I mean, honestly, it's, it, it is truly wild. The, the OPS splits the, the home and away for the, the Indians are looking at this. Their home OPS is something like 687 as a team. In a way, it's like 682. So either way, it's terrible. But they're actually better at progressive. They're, they're better away than the Yankees are as an away team offensively. The Yankees have a sub-700 OPS um, away from Yankee Stadium. It's it's in like the 1100s as a team uh, when they're playing at Yankee Stadium. Guys like DJ LeMay, you see a 500-point uh, uh, switch. Uh, between home and away, guys like same thing with like uh, oh, what's his name? Um, Clint Frazier, uh, one of the two big guys did. Too. I can't remember if it was Judge or um, 
Stanton. But also, those two guys are hurt. Like, if you're going to face them, now is the time to face them because, as you mentioned, they're, they're still dinged up. I mean, they, they, they as a team limped into the postseason. Uh, Judge and Stanton both limped into the postseason. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Sanchez isn't hitting very well right now. And you get to play them not in that in that in that home run dome or you know that home run hellscape over there. So, I mean, if you're going to play him, now's the time to play him. You know, worst case scenario, you tear the bandaid off, the season's over. All of a sudden, you go, well, that was fun. I guess we'll just deal with that. But I mean, in a very positive sense, I think it's really no, it's it's it's, it's a good time to do it. I mean, the Yankees are a flawed team. Um, the Indians definitely have them beat when it comes to you know I think aggregate pitching defense. Uh, bullpen, I think, is a little bit better just in terms of actual effectiveness this year. And I think top end, too, probably. Um, I don't know. It's it's a coin flip, I guess, when you think about someone like a Rollis Chapman who actually can throw a ball through a – although he's not playing, is he? No, he's out. I don't remember. Is he? No, I think he's in there. I don't is he? Okay, I remember, I remember he was not feeling well or something. Anyway, yeah, he can throw a ball through a brick wall, but, I mean, Brad Hand's just been successful. So, I don't know. That, that That's <laughs> that's a questionable one right there. I, <laughs> that, that one's stressful because he's a lefty going against an already uh, lineup, but – you know, even things like that make me feel a little bit better. Just because I just I just think back to how the Indians just eat alive great offensive teams uh, because they're all right-handed, and so they already have platoon splits. There's only one left-handed guy and then one switch hitter, I think, as a regular hitter for the uh, Yankees. So that's a positive. Yeah, is that Geo or is that is he not a switch hitter? I don't remember. I, um, oh. I could look at the stats if I wanted, but what, what am I recording a baseball podcast? Here? Uh, no, he's a right-handed hitter. But okay, um, yeah, yeah. I think. Um, their center fielder, Aaron, not Aaron Boone, who I keep on thinking. Aaron of. Hicks. Uh, Aaron Hicks, yes. I think he's a switch hitter. But no, I, I, th- I think if you are a neutral fan and you're like tightly contested ball games, this is very much a series for you. This is going to be very much a series that is decided by a mistake. Um, I, I wrote obviously I wrote about it in my heart attack column, but and ever I think every se- series is going to be like this for as long as the Indians go. Um, they are such a button-down team defensively. For the most part, um, especially infield defense, their pitching is just, you know, I mean, it's the only per- team who's better at it is the Dodgers. And, you know, they're just a cheat code when it, when it comes to development and also talent and everything else. And money. That's a big and one. Money. <laughs> they, they, they have all the things. The code. <laughs> well, you know, it really yeah. helps the development when you just, just start shooting your development gun at stuff. Giant development, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be- um, no, it's it's a. It, I think I think it'll be a fun series. I, I it, it, in a way it sucks that I actually care about which team wins. Um, but <laughs> I, I, this, this would be the perfect one as a, a neutral. Yeah, it's going to be oh, the no. worst series as a fan of the Indians. I, I'm yeah. sure the Yankees too. It's going to be heart attack inducing. But there's also just so many fun storylines in this series. Like the fact that it is a rematch from two years ago or three. Wow, three years ago now. But when that was just a miserable series for the Indians after they got a 2-0 lead. Um, and of course, Giovanni Urshela. That was his last game with the Indians. Was that series when? His first time ever being awful on offense happened defense. to be <laughs> defense. Yeah, definitely not on offense. First time being awful on defense happened to be the LDS. He, I think, he had a couple bad plays in that. that oh, yeah, he, yeah, five, he but... just built a, a little artisanal boot factory over there at third. It was amazing. <laughs> I mean, just... <laughs> hold on, I need to write that down real quick. Artisanal, <laughs> artisanal boot factory. Yeah, no, he was bad. I mean, that's just he had he. <laughs> He had one thing that he was good at at the time, and, <laughs> and he, he could he not did. do. It. And if he would have, they would have won too. Probably that's the thing. Like I, oh, I, yeah, I remember yeah. his plays at third base cost them that game, and that was yeah, it cost them the runs, features, like but... multiple runs. Yeah, exactly. So that really sucked. But since leaving the Indians, and not even on the Jays, like, just on the Yankees specifically, the last two years he's been incredible. Like it's he has seven complete appearances now between the two seasons. He slashed three hundred five, three fifty three, five hundred nine, twenty eight home runs. Um, six percent walk rate, like eighteen percent strikeout rate. It's that's a one twenty eight WRC plus. That'd be what the third best hitter on the Indians? Something like that. Yeah. When Fran Mills good, yeah. At, at, at worst, the second best. Um, he's just one of the best expected batter guy, expecting batter averages guys in the ninety seventh percentile of that. But there's not really anything that he's just good at. He, the only thing I really find that's a big change from when the specific when he was on the Yankees is now he hits the ball all over the field, which as we saw with Jose Ramirez does not work for everybody. But maybe that just worked for him because when you look at like the Indians and the Blue Jays, the weird thing was he wasn't. Um, he didn't pull the ball at all. So it was the lower percentage was pulled and the higher percentage was hit away or hit dead center. So maybe it's just the fact that he's pulling more and that just how much he hits the ball away evens it out. But if you look at what the, with the Yankees, it's almost split evenly. So he's, I don't know if it is just purely pulling the ball more. And he's just also so good hitting the other way that combine those two things. And suddenly he's a great hitter and also plays great on defense, but it sucks to see it on the Yankees, but it's going to be fun at least because 
I don't, I don't know if they still talk, but I remember like him and Francisco Lindor were best friends. So I'm hoping yeah, they were something. Friends, yeah. yeah. So when I was going to say when Francisco Lindor is rounding third, but it might end up more when Giovanni Rochelle is going by shortstop, but <laughs> when they're going to be passing one another, it'll be fun he to see is, if we get something from him. He is about the only uh, Yankee also that does not have any demonstrative home and, home and away splits. It's just 135 at home, 131 away. So I think if you're looking at an impact bat, I mean, that could be a guy to look at too. So yeah, I just don't Great know what happened there, man. It's hard to blame the Indians too. Cause I mean, he was bad on the blue Jays too. He just yeah. hit New York and took off. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you, I mean, what are you gonna do that? The, the Yankees are really good at developing hitting. I mean, they, it's just, they too I mean, have a development rate gun and they just keep they, shooting. Yeah, everywhere. I mean, it, it doesn't always work with pitching. Um, you know, they, they added Luis Severino, but most of their pitching is paid for. Um, you know, you can do that because they, again, they have a money gun next to the development gun. But <laughs> Next to the gun gun for when yeah. things get really bad. <laughs> yeah, and then over there's a gun gun. Don't, don't talk about that gun. Uh, but yeah, they, they just, I mean, they just figure out hitting, I guess, you know, I'm just, the Indians have cracked pitching. I mean, if you can crack hitting, obviously you're going to make a lot more money. I think now that this is going to be a very t- uh, good series. And yeah, it's, it'll be cool to see him. I, I think he'll be trouble. He'll be a troublesome one. Although, yeah. Also he hits uh right-handed hitting really good or uh, pitching really good. So great. which is terrifying. Cause all three of the Indians ones are right-handed. Precisely. Um, <laughs> including game one, which I mean, I can't think of a better pitching matchup that's going to happen anywhere is Shane Bieber, Garrett Cole. Um, it's it's fun for a lot of reasons. Just the fact that they're two of the best pitchers. It's the two opposites of how to get a pitcher on your team. Like you said, the, the Yankees bought all their pitching, including Garrett Cole. They bought for a ton of money, which good for them, good for Garrett. But it's also cool that the Indians developed Shane Bieber from a draft pick to what he is now. So it's kind of neat to see the Garrett two. Garrett Cole's a 1-1 one, one too, right? He was a, he was a first round, like first round number one pick. And Shane Bieber was what, second round? Something like that? Just, just a dude, basically. And this is, I think, a more dominant season than I think even Cole had last. I think, anyway, than I think even Cole had a season ago. I maybe, and maybe we're just splitting hairs there. But you know, Shane Bieber did everything that I think you could say relative to his peers, especially that this one is way more dominant for Bieber than Garrett's was. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, again, he won the pitching triple crown. Um, He had a better ERA than Cole did last year. Again, it's in a third as many innings, basically quarter as many innings, but still. He's on pace for 350 strikeouts anyway. So yeah. So I don't know. What are your? Um, I, I guess we'll do predictions for each game since we get it. Although game three there's no Yankees pitcher, but I mean game one, we're gonna come out of the bat with two of the best pitchers in baseball. Oh, is that could be terrible. It, <laughs> I mean, if they lose game one, that's a little scary. That's see, Merritt. That's why I'm saying they should have started <laughs> with you start with a bad pitcher or a bullpen game because if that's you lose, not how. Smart people, you pitch your good pitchers when it's time to pitch. But if they do and they lose, that's going to be bad. But I think they'll win game one. I'm going to put a win on game one just because, I don't know, I'm going to decide to be optimistic because what else, why am I doing this if I can't at least believe in the Indians with Shane Bieber winning against the Yankees? So what's your game Uh, choice? (laughs) Now I'm going to make uh, you look like the bad guy if you pick Gary Cole. Who is it, Merritt? Who is it? Pick one. It's going to be, here's the thing. So, So I talked about it a few minutes ago. You know, the the Yankees are much worse away from home. On top of that, they're facing a dominant right-handed pitcher who's having one of the best seasons maybe in history. Again, it was in a, it's in a, an abbreviated 60 games, um, but it still happened, and he's still doing it. And unlike um, in seasons past where you have to go and throw 200 innings, and then after that pitch in the playoffs, he's basically right in, you know, peak midseason form right now. So that's even worse for the uh, Yankees. On top of that, Garrett Cole is having a less than stellar year when it comes to home run rate. Having said that, the Indians are bad at hitting baseballs. And so this is a problem. I've heard that. Yeah, it's a rumor. It's out there. Garrett Cole is good at missing bats. Very good. Tremendously good. Um, Yes, he will be victimized by home runs, but they're, you know, he's facing a team that has five good hitters and then some other stuff going on afterwards. I just, it's going to be just an absolute pulling teeth of a game i think um the yankees are gonna be the yankees and work a million pitches so i mean one would hope that uh bieber has has command and is able to attack the strike zone we've seen him do this against the elite of the elite when he won the um all-star game mvp already i think the Indians can pull it off i mean like i said before i think whoever whoever blinks first whoever makes the first mistake is gonna is gonna is gonna lose and i just i think the uh, yankees don't have as good of a general know, defensive structure, I suppose. So you're going Bieber and Indians too? I think so. I mean, it, wow, it'll be Homer. like it'll be it'll Homer. be like two to Homer. one. 
two to one or three to two. I don't know. You know, it's like this is such a coin flip game because you're dealing with a guy who, like, uh, like you mentioned before, a team that limped into the postseason against a team that's hot. The hot team can't hit. The limping team can. Um, they're bad for away from home. The Indians are bad offensively everywhere. But some of those guys are getting hot. I mean, I think it comes down to things like will Francisco Lindor hit? Will um, will Josh Naylor get a single goddamn hit? Um, I think more than anything, the, the biggest key here is can can Bieber go deep? I, I think that's going to be big, especially for games two and three, because the bullpen's going to have to be there. And I love guys like Phil Maton and uh, Cal Quantrill and everyone who isn't named basically Karen Check, Perez, and Hand. But I don't want to see them pitch. Um, I want to see th- at most those three pitch. And if I have to see Oliver Perez, I'm a little nervous. I'm hoping it's just like a a loogie situation or something, but I mean, Adam Simber's on the roster. If we see him pitch, I'm he gonna... sure is Matt. He's right Going there on. staring at you. You know, I mean, <laughs> there are I some will weird say, roster decisions w- they're making going in. I will say of all the times to have Adam Simber on your roster. And this is the time it's a very righty heavy lineup and he's good at one thing. And that's getting righties out. He can't get lefties up to, to save his life, but at the very least the one, there's only one lefty on the team and one switch hitter. Can so, he get righties out to save his life though? He was that was the one reason I was excited for Can him. He? I don't know. I mean, that was the whole point of him existing was going to be, you know, I mean, his his career was basically over after this stupid face minimum three batters. So uh yeah, I don't know. He yeah, um, if he comes out of the bullpen it's panic time at that point. Yes. I, I can't imagine why he would come out. I mean, you got so many. You have Nick Wickgren you didn't mention, but he's the one of the ones that's going to be way ahead of um I don't know why. I just love Nick Wicker. I think okay, really so here's good. a fun thing. He actually has a uh, 901 OPS against a right-handed hitter. Is that good? So, is it like a reverse bad, thing here where you want to have close to 1,000? So I here. think the closer you are to 1,000, the better. So, but so. However, it's a high score. <laughs> against right-handed batters as a right-handed pitcher. Oh, he also has 901. If he gets right-handed. Okay, so oh, yeah, he's split. What about as a left-handed pitcher? How has he done there? Uh, you know what? Um, ERA is uh, very... Uh, Okay, it's hard even to see. I'll be honest with you. you it's, <laughs> it's too low to even it's, display here. It's, it's minute. It's, you know, it's such a number as though it's not even there at all. I will not discuss uh, sample sizes on that one. Please move on with the questioning. Uh, so game two, we'll go to that one. It's going to be a rematch of 2017 ALDS game three. That was the one where uh, I believe that's when the collapse started. That was um, the Indians were up 2-0 on the Yankees. They lost to Tanaka, who shut them out. It was a 1-0 game. Let's imagine what I'd be like. That's imagine what I think every one of these games is going to be like. But um, that game, there were only four hits. There were three hits, two of them by Jason Kipnis. So, good God. Good luck hitting Masahiro Tanaka. It's going to be scary. Um, he's he's older, but he's not any worse than he was two years ago, really. He strikes out fewer batters, but he also walks fewer. Uh, he's got slider, splitter, four-seamer. He's got a million pitches. I hate that splitter. My God. It's terrifying. <laughs> I hate it so much. <laughs> I think all the Indians batters hate it, too. Um, they haven't played each other this year, which is kind of an interesting thing. Um, Greg so Bird hit the only uh, drove in the only run. Greg Bird, Greg Bird have drove in the only run. Greg he's Bird even still on the Yankees. I remember a lot of Yankees fans were clamoring for Greg. Yeah, Bird. yeah, he was going to be the third of the of the triumvirate between him, Sanchez, and Judge. Turns out Luke Voigt hit twenty nine thousand home <laughs> runs this year. So the that, Bird no. is not the word, man. It's Voigt. Um, yeah, no, that sucked. I was <laughs> I was at my friend's wedding when that was happening. I was looking at it on my phone. <laughs> My, my 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 other buddy's uh old uh old you know his dad who's an older italian man was very uh happy about the situation after the game ended so i was like damn you damn you new yorkers um but yeah no that's that's gonna suck uh that said greg bird's not on the team anymore so you know what carlos greg the bird man can't hurt you anymore <laughs> that's how the uh that was what got to the the Indians was Greg Bird was a key to it. I know he's gone. And I live in New York, so this is the one series I want every year. And I, I remember when this happened, I worked um, I worked with Yankees fans. And I have a what do you, a moral code that I try not to mock people when they lose in the playoffs because it's there's nothing more depressing when you're really into sports than losing the playoffs. So I try not to be too mean. So even when they got two up 2-0, I wasn't, like, bragging too much. I, I figured the Indians would win, but I just oh, you got them. It's too bad. I'll shove it in their face back. later. <laughs> right. <laughs> but then they came back and won, and they decorated my office and all Yankee stuff. So if it happens this year, there's no mercy. As soon as you're up, like, one game, I'm going to relentlessly. I'm going to set their house on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna one up. We're gonna seven up. I'm not just one up. Um, but yeah, it's. I I remember this game too. Is the is the downfall of happiness is where it started. Where it was very clear that the Yankees 
had something over the Indians. It's not quite the twins level of losing to the Yankees, which, by the way, I'm sad we don't get to see that. Um, I hope we don't. You know, see that. I really missed that tradition. That was a good. That's that's still a good one. I wanted. I was hoping to see that in a row. <laughs> Haven't won a single playoff game. <laughs> um, I hope we don't see it this year because obviously it would mean bad things for us. But um, I do think this one I will give to the Yankees. I think Carlos Carrasco will have another good game. It'll be like a two-one, two-zero bullshit fest, but the Indians will lose. No, I disagree with you. I think the Indians are going to take the first. You have two. the Indians and, in two. Yeah, well, fuck shit, it. Why not? That's the series. That's it. <laughs> that's the series, baby. We're done here. <laughs> yeah, it was so long, Masahiro. I'll catch you on the flip <laughs> so side, I, you jerk. How uh, do they get to him this time? Is it is it Fran Reyes who wasn't here last time? Is it just? I think so. I, I think it'll be a combination of um, the MVP, and I, I think that what's his name will show up also. Uh, Francisco Lindor will not. Who? <laughs> what's his name? The other guy. Uh, uh, Ninety. Oh, 91, I think was his, <laughs> let's see, he ended up hitting, let's see, he put us at 111, 273, 278 batting line. I think he had two hits in the entire series. He will have, I think, three hits in these two games. <laughs> and that will, that will help move That'll be enough. Needle, two games. Baby. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I think, I, honestly, I don't know. I mean, like you mentioned, uh, Tanaka is great, and the issue being he throws a lot of great off-speed pitches, and that's really troublesome for a team that's... <laughs> I tell you, when they get eaten alive by someone like Lucas Giolito, who is not as good at throwing <laughs> off speed pitches as Masahiro Tanaka. I know he had a very good year, but I think Tanaka has a um, a veteran wiliness to him, I guess, that just kind of comes from being able to be a better pitcher than, um, which I think Giolito's well on his way, obviously, to being a great pitcher rather than just a thrower. But Tanaka is great. And we forget he's only 31 years old, right? Like he's so young, like he's not like old or anything like that. And he's having one of his better years. I think he'll be great. Um, but I, th- I think Carrasco will be better. He's the best we've seen him at, na- at this point. I think he's in 97 a couple of days ago. I think he's at, he's at his absolute peak. I talked about it before with Bieber, uh, where they're they're entering the point in a typical season where you're finally fully stretched out, you're feeling good, and you're ready to go. Um, that said, I know I've picked against him twice, but I think we will go three games, which is confusing. <laughs> I know, but <laughs> so this you know. This sort of, um, I have a whole you, narrative here I'm building in my prediction, but I'm saying the two runs get to Carrasco early, and but he still pitches like a decent amount, like a six, seven innings. So I, I'm going to, I'm going to officially say a two zero game, and the two runs off Carrasco just come off like some bullshit oh, homer early. Sucks so much. Oh, <laughs> I'm predicting total misery for game two. The Indians oh, just man. get like three hits off Tanaka. <laughs> One comes in the ninth just to really tease you, and then. Baseball is such Arch. a bullshit game. Oh, <laughs> damn. You just made me realize. I, I can feel that whole thing happening, too. <laughs> and you know it's going to be like Lindor up with a runner on second. And then it's gonna what's going to happen is the liner to Shields Jr. is going to double with two outs in the ninth. <laughs> God, no. And I'm just going to go like, what? Pain. All right, here we go, bud. Here's your moment, Frankie. No. Oh, all right. Now that leads us to game three, which in your universe is done. There's no game doesn't three. Happen. Doesn't happen. Doesn't even happen. It doesn't matter. So TBD, which I don't know, is this uh, this it shows that like the depth of the Indians versus the Yankees. Who was their number three Hap, pitcher? Probably <laughs> is it Hap? Uh, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Hap, um, Delvin Garcia pitched a couple. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I would say I don't know because James dude, Paxton's they, injured. They could um, go. Jordan, is Jordan Montgomery injured or anything? Or is no? He just left handed. That's all. He's, just <laughs> He's also just bad. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, they have. I, it's got to be J Hap. I think, think it'll go with J Hap. Yeah, I'm not He's scared bad. of J Hap. I mean, I am. He's a shitty lefty. <laughs> that's that's doomed for the Indians, yeah. <laughs> and, of course, they're sending Zach Plezak, which, I mean, if Plezak wins this game, which by that's my prediction, I'm going to just say he wins. Indians win in three games. But that has to undo anything with the – if there's any bad blood in the clubhouse over what he did, which there, there should have been, there's a legitimate reason to be pissed off at him. But if it was there, I'd imagine this does a lot to get rid of it, at least on a surface level, where they can just – ignore it and play baseball with a guy who just won them the wild card, which I think will happen. I think if it um, goes to three games, uh, Zach, please, Zach will throw a shutout. Oh shit. I was going to say he's pretty bad, but the Indians get to J Hap too. So <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say he was just good enough. He pitches like five innings, I've, three or Matt, four runs. Maybe more. I realized a long time ago and commentating on sports. Why pick the middle path? Why not go wildly one way or the other? <laughs> Perfect game. James, please, Zach. It's more Locks the Indians. It's more fun to just make what you know what I used to watch a lot of first take and I realized that those guys are having a lot of fun. You know what I'm going to be more like those guys actually. They are having so fun. yeah, I, yeah. I, I I don't know. I'm I'm so impressed by James Ple- James Plezak. Why are we doing that, Zach Plezak? <laughs> Jimothy Plezakian. Um, his ability I I think it it 
it plays into his own kind of hands here. He's been so dominant against what was, until they faced him several times, the best offense in the American League. Uh, in the, uh, like the if you Sox. take if you take his three starts against the White Sox out, they are comfortable with the best offense in the American League. <laughs> and that's even and with the just, one game where they they hit him pretty well too. Right, exactly. And and when they hit him quote unquote pretty well, I think they scored like two or three runs. Like it's not like they got a lot of runs off him. Like he still did very well in the game. Like he kept the Indians in the game and they won. So I think his his ability to demonstrate being able to handle all the types of great right, young and brash uh, got type who swings a lot, can hit anything bad and good pitches, uh, grizzled veteran having an, an MVP campaign, all the types of hitters that the, the Yankees also have. And he just ate them up. Like, I mean, what is DJ LeMahieu, but a, a offensively, but a, another version of Tim Anderson. You know what I mean? Like, what is Gio Urshela, but another version of, I don't know, Louis Robert, like um, Louis Robert. God, they keep on posting about King Louis on Twitter. <laughs> So it's stuck in my head. <laughs> Naturally. Uh, uh, but I, I guess my, just my point being, he's demonstrated an ability to silence what is a good offense. Like, I, you can say they're young compared to the Yankees, but I mean, the Yankees aren't like, a, not like it's a bunch of like weathered, you know, super vets who've won five championships and are still in the prime of their career somehow simultaneously. So, no, I, I think if it gets that far, Quizak is going to have an absolute gem of a game. I don't think it'll get that far. I think it'll go two games, whether it's a. Yeah, two games. Uh, they're gone for, in this universe for you. Yeah, whether, whether it's two <laughs> games for Cleveland or not, um, I don't think it goes three. <laughs> there you go. I, I think, yeah, I think it works out. I think it'll be a big. It's a big like relief after seeing implosions all the time. Like it'll be bases loaded or two on, and he works it out um, somehow with no runs, and then maybe just allows somewhere somewhere else. But I think we're going to see at least one big workout of a jam from Plesac in my way too specific, based on nothing prediction. And Jay Happ will just be garbage, and the Indians will score enough runs. Uh, to get to the wild or the DLDS and then get destroyed. I just need to check Jay Hap's average fastball velocity. That will, t- <laughs> that will tell us everything about this situation. <laughs> Jay Hap's average fastball is oh no, it's below average. Oh, oh, no. the, never mind, no hit. It's going to be two no hitters going into the bottom of the time. And he throws fat four seamer, sinker, slider, change. Oh, that's it, man. He's going to throw a curveball. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, he's going to throw a five hit shutout. Oh man. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. So this is it'll it'll be fun. It's or fun, terrifying, a little bit of everything, but it's a Pretty weird format. Series. I yeah. I think it sucks that the Indians this game could have wiped out the Yankees. They'd not be in the postseason if we were in the regular format, but it's cool they get to host three games, I guess. It, I think we said it before, be, I'm all for this happening this year. It sucks that it might happen in the future, but as far as a specific weird covid thing it's fine i think it's kind of neat to get this is the one run you get home field advantage and the indians played well enough to get that yeah. they weren't on the road against the twins or white Sox or whatever that's that's neat they get to do it progressive field but um i'm excited to hear more of the mario noises in the postseason which i don't know if you noticed but they've expanded those there's more, oh no more, yeah like, the, the, the variety is i mean they have they have uh they have one up they have, they have the mushroom sound they have coin obviously yeah they have everything they have everything you could ever want when it comes to sounds yeah, they have the Let's Go Tribe chant, which which sounds weird. It's not as good as I would think. It's like too electronic-y, but it's they nice. They worked Jose, some Jose MVP chant so. in there. Yeah, and they even yeah. worked MVP in there, which was cool. So they're they're going all out. I've listened to I've watched some other games where it's just like the cloud the crowd gets slightly louder when something happens and it goes back down. But the Indians are working in everything they have, which is that's neat. It's also just the fact that the Indians have all these things, which I think a lot of teams don't. Like you just go to places. It's not the level of the A's where they have a whole band out there which rules, but um, it'll it'll or, be nice, um, even though there's no fans. The Yankees have the Yankees have the PC Richard and Son whistle whenever they get a strikeout. I'm glad they're still doing that. That's very nice. Yeah, it's neat. I like that. I like that. I like organs too in baseball. We don't have enough of those. I think I've heard some people. I've saw no. I saw some people hate it, and I didn't get it. I don't know why. Well, they're 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 morons, Matthew. Come on. No, I'm sure they're nice. I'm sure they're nice, smart people. They just have bad taste, just like me. I have bad taste too, but not bad organ taste. That's all. No. Because organs are the best. Listen, I just want to hear oh, play, yeah. some, some people play music. You know, I mean, you go to a <laughs> time was you go to a Cubs game and they play they play the hits. You know, they play all the pop music, but it was all in an organ, so it was just like, yeah, fuck, it was very strange. <laughs> so I think it, it kind of lands up nicely that if the Indians continue, we'll be able to do a, a preview for every series. And I think maybe we'd get like the first. We might just do one early, just so we line it up perfectly. But it's kind of it lines up like the, they start at the beginning of every week because there's no off days in the ALDS or ALCS, so it lines up nicely. But you make me work we'll harder. See if that you could actually me? do it. This is bullshit. What do you say we answer some questions, man? Let's get it. Let's get these questions. Every Monday, we ask everybody on Twitter, Facebook, and Let's Go Tribe Discord for your questions. Got a few this week. Um, at Glenn Lowell, he asks, 
uh, Glenn Lowell, ah, Glenn Longwell, 89. He wants to know, can this lineup actually hit us through the wildcard round? Mostly, can we trust that Carlos might be good? Might be turning a corner finally and Reyes has looked better in the box and might be getting hot again. Is Lupo for real? So lots of questions in there. Mostly just revolves around, can the offense actually do things? I mean, Carlos Santana in the last game was incredible. I think he's finally getting somewhere. And he's one of the guys that, I mean, you've seen him do it before. It's not, it wouldn't be like Naylor where it's coming out of nowhere. But I think Santana and Reyes are two of the biggest components of getting the offense working is, is if those two hit. So maybe it's uh, it's up in the air. It's like you said throughout the whole conversation, it's a coin flip if they can actually hit or not. But I mean, he, I don't know if Lupo's for real. I don't think he's very good, but yeah, he's no, good for real. What, <laughs> Stop you know, what I mean, I, I think he is a, exactly what he is. Like, you know, obviously I had some irrational hope that he was learning how to hit uh right-handed pitching. Turns out. No. Um, but as to Santana, I mean, yeah, obviously last week he's got like a 1100 OPS, but I think he's going to continue to be what he is. He's going to work a ton of walks. He'll probably have a 450 on base percentage during the, during the playoffs, however deep they go, but he'll also have two hits over the entire stretch of October, which is fine because then Framiel Reyes will come in and hopefully get some hits. Um, I I don't know how many times I can mention it. It's going to be absolute pulling teeth watching this offense the entire season. Like they they looked bad for stretches against the Pirates, you know, and the Pirates have bad pitching. The all these teams have good pitching, even if it's okay pitching, it's going to be better than the Indians are mostly capable of handling, but. If they're lucky and they don't make mistakes and they get some timely hitting and at least one or two of their stars shows up, then cool, man. I mean, I think Cesar Hernandez is going to be fine. Jose Ramirez, I have no, I have no worries about. It's, it's you know, I don't know, I don't know if he's getting better or not. Talking about Santana, he, 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 he again, he, he, he feasted on bad pitching, so that's cool. But um, will it turn? Uh, will he actually be able to get to? Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole has been an absolute monster regardless of the situation for the last like three years. So, like, you know, it sucks, but that's just the the long and short of it. We, we can't get that excited about the offense because it's not that exciting, Matt, is the problem. The offense has just been kind of shitty for the entire year. And it's kind of stupid to say, but if they get excited, they can be a really exciting offense. Just we haven't gotten there. Because, I mean, you got Reyes, Santana, winning back-to-back, and oh, you got yeah. Lindor, I mean, Ramirez. Like, the top five should be super good if they're all good at the same time. It just they start happen, popping. But. Like, come on, you got... You, Double, single, home run, walk, home run. We're talking about five runs real quick. Boom, bam, boom. You know, shoot. Yeah, and then Delano Shields will bunt and get out, and then we'll move yeah, back to the top know, of the lineup. There we go. Nick will so, strike right out on a, on a high <laughs> fastball. Uh, <laughs> Naylor will dribble one to shortstop. Um, where are we next? Okay, then we have Perez. Perez, Perez will, and misses. Man, I think he'll pop out shallow. He'll, he'll pop out to shallow uh, uh, center. And then, yeah, Delano shoots bunts and is thrown out. So there you go. <laughs> there you go. There's Box your offense. One around. through nine, baby. Five runs. Uh, so thanks for that question. Uh, we'll finish the show with uh, at one from at Purple Hat Kid. He asked, if Sandy managing the club instead of Tito dramatically changed the t- tactical philosophy of the club? Uh, there's two reasons I want to answer this one. I think it's a neat thing to think about. And also the fact that we didn't talk about that Sandy is confirmed to coach, to manage in the postseason now, which Tito, of course, went in the bubble with the team. I, I think he still is. They didn't say he isn't, but he, they said he's not going to coach. It's all going to be Sandy, which I think everybody pretty much knew. It's um, Whatever's going on with Tito, it's clearly not getting better or to the point where he feels like managing. So the important thing is he gets healthy and not managing a baseball team and eating 20,000 popsicles. So whatever he has to do to feel better. But as far as um, Sandy managing, I think of course it's going to be a little different. I think um, it, it was nice that he doesn't I, – I, I really feel like he – there's some guys that he doesn't just use as much as Tito did, which is like Adam Simber was a big one. As soon as Tito left, he yeah. Sandy just kicked him to the curb and brought him back at the very end. But um, I think there's, there's going to be some little differences. I think Sandy does not like pinch hitting as much as Tito did, which is unfortunate, but maybe he'll learn it. He did finally do it. We saw that one where he did it three in a row. So maybe that's something, but um, yeah, so there'll be changes. I don't know if they're going to be too dramatic. We probably won't. Uh, if they're dramatic, that's a problem. <laughs> We're going to notice it's one way or the other. I mean, something's not going great and he has to step in and fix it. But I would think that the only real change, I mean, just in general from, you know, regular season to playoffs would uh, be the use of the bullpen, uh, shortening it and lengthening use of those pitchers within it. So we might see more Karen check earlier uh, may, or maybe a use of Karen check based on actual matchups as opposed to just inning. I know we saw some of that already, but like he kind of was becoming the eighth inning guy over time. Um, outside of that, I mean, the, the fact of the matter is we're, we're playing AO ball, you know, or we're just playing baseball at this point. Uh, the lineup's going to be kind of set. I don't really know. What, I mean, I guess you can start playing percentages and stuff like that when it comes to, to like relievers and stuff. So 
I guess that means, yeah, you might see Luplo come in to face. God, that it sucks so much suddenly coming in to face like Araldus Chapman or something like that after just sitting on the bench for eight innings. But, you know, I mean, again, I, no, I, I don't think there will be anything demonstrably. I, have we seen anything demonstrably different in your view already? He's tried the Luplo versus righties things more than Tito did. I think Tito talked about it. He did it once in a while, but I feel like Sandy's done it a lot trying to get him to hit right handed. It just doesn't work, but. That's really all I can think of. And the lack of pinch hitting is another one. But those are the real two that I can think of. So, yeah. I mean, I think we it might be a little bit. But, no. I, I think we've seen what Sandy is. And it's not going to change too much. Zach Britton was the other pitch. Was both, again, both hard-throwing lefties. I don't know. Was Rolls Chapman hurt, Matt? I think I mean, I think he was hurt or something. He's not hurt anymore. But, I don't, I don't know. Anyway. anyway. I mean, he's going to be suspended. But Is he? Good. Oh, well. Or next year, though. They decided to wait, you know. Oh, I mean, he did nice almost shit him. himself on the mound once. That was a thing. But, hey, you know. I mean, that that's, wasn't that's, not so much a, that's not an injury so much as embarrassment. Um, adding insult to injury. There we go. Uh, no, I don't. I don't think we're going to see anything really demonstrably different. The, the lineup is kind of what it is. You know, there's certain things you just can't do much about. Like they're going to have to play the shields for the most part in center because he's probably their best defensive center fielder. I think, right? And yeah, no, so, but they think he is. He's fast. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I know. There's, he, um, he's not good. That's the weird. He gets so bad jumps, and he's he's slower than he was last year. Which I, that could be part of the fact that he's recovering from COVID. He's had hip issues, but he's just not. He's not fast. He takes bad jumps. I don't think he's he's the best perceived defensive outfielder. So I'm sure they'll use him there. And well, it sucks, perception but. is reality. So you know, I mean, yeah. <laughs> what are you do? yeah. Uh, but that's yeah. I mean, Naquin's probably going to play a lot um, against, especially against right-handed hitters or pitchers. So you're going to see him the first two days. Um, and then I guess the role with Naylor, Naylor. Uh, but beyond that, I just it's it's hard to really find ways to get demonstrably different. I suppose would be able to, so like you mentioned, pitch hitting uh, and bullpen use. But I think that at this point, we all know what bullpen usage looks like in the postseason. Uh, heavy use. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe they'll try. He'll try and uh, ride starters, even if they start looking shitty. Who knows? Maybe it'll be really obviously horrible, and we'll go. What are you doing here? I feel like it's done that a couple times, but I think everybody does that. You leave a guy in too long. It's not a it's not a sandy thing. He's just done it a couple times, which is weird. I leaving Shane Bieber in a useless game to hit like 118 pitches. That was egregious, I think, but that's not like a tactical thing. Like if it was a regular game, you probably do it. Just the fact that it was mostly meaningless and Shane freaking Bieber was weird. But um, yeah, thanks for that question for Black Kid. And uh, that'll do it for us this week. If you're not already, subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Check us out on Let's Go Tribe.com on Facebook and Twitter. Of course, we have a Discord. I put the Discord link in the Twitter bio now, so it's there if you want to find it and come. Talk live tribe. We have a playoff pick I'm going on there. So you can pick who's going to win the playoffs. Um, talk to you next week, mate. See you.